Since WME or Endeavor bought Zufa and the UFC back in July 2016, they've been accused of a lot of things as fears over new ownership have raised concerns. Chief among them is calling this period of time the money fight era. I've made an entire video about this and frankly, it's nothing new. In fact, nearly every fight you would attribute to WME was either signed or booked prior to the purchase. It's been interlaced into MMA's history since the beginning. There is one weird thing that has been ramped up though, and it's oddly been interim title fights. Most recently, Colby Covington winning one against RDA only to be stripped a month later when the first available title fight was turned down due to a legitimate injury. But why would they do something like this? Let's look back and see how it all started and try to figure out what's going on with these belts. I'm Jason from MMA on Point and this is the baffling history of the UFC interim titles. So in basic terms, interim titles first originated in boxing as a way to keep divisions moving forward, while the undisputed champion was out most commonly for injuries or illness for an extended period of time. It's a term like many in MMA that was taken from the sweet science. And for the first 10 years of the UFC, there'd never been anything but an undisputed title on the line. The first interim title developed inside of one of the most infamous rivalries in MMA. Chuck Liddell had earned his title shot against training partner Tito Ortiz after his win over Bob Lucebrawl at UFC 40. But Tito appeared to be feeling entirely different after his first win over Ken Shamrock later that night. This sparked a firestorm of controversy and led to a massive rivalry and subsequent contract dispute that ensued. This led to the creation of the UFC's very first interim title at UFC 43 when the underdog Randy Couture shocked the world by dropping down from heavyweight on a two-fight losing streak to beat Chuck Liddell against all the odds. Just over two years into Zufa's ownership of the UFC, few could argue that this interim title fight wasn't totally justified. Generally, this was how things went from here. Interim titles were only used when absolutely needed. The next was in 2004 following Frank Mir's horrific motorcycle accident just after winning the title against Tim Sylvia. As a result, the second interim title was made and won by Andre Arlovsky. That would be the first of their three title fights. The third interim title was when Randy Couture entered a contract dispute in 2007 with the UFC, and as a result, Big Nog beat Tim Sylvia for the interim title at UFC 81 in early 2008 this time. The interim and undisputed titles wouldn't be reunited until UFC 100 when Frank Mir had fought Brock Lesnar. Heavyweight just couldn't catch a break during this time though, because later that year, Lesnar faced diverticulitis for the first time. And so another interim title was won by Shane Carwin against Frank Mir. Also dating back to 2007, and just after Couture entered his contract dispute with the UFC, Matt Serra had just won against GSP in shocking fashion and was then set to face Matt Hughes for UFC 79. But then Serra pulled out with a herniated disc, so GSP stepped up in last minute to beat Hughes and earn that interim belt. The next two instances happened in 2012 when GSP tore his ACL ahead of his scheduled bout against Nick Diaz. Condit stepped in as the replacement winning the interim title for that. That same year, Dominic Cruz also tore his ACL ahead of his planned fight with Uriah Faber for the third time. Dominic Cruz would end up fighting only once in the next four and a half years while Henan Burrell would win at UFC 49 in his absence to win the interim title. This would later become the undisputed crown after nearly two years of waiting for Cruz to come back. They finally gave it to Burrell. And so the next one wouldn't happen for two more years as Cain Velasquez tore his meniscus and MCL ahead of his first fight with Fabricio Verdum at UFC 180 in late 2014. Mark Hunt stepped in for the interim title where Verdum won by TKO. 
The next year, in July 2015, was when Jose Aldo famously cracked his rib two weeks prior to his fight with Conor McGregor at UFC 189, and Chad Mendes ended up getting TKO'd by McGregor to win the interim belt in the second round. And so then that leads us to 2016. As an important note, keep in mind that Zufa and the UFC weren't purchased until after UFC 200. In April of that year, John Jones was supposed to face Daniel Cormier for the second time after his crazy hit and run that took him out of competition for a year. And although he managed to avoid jail time after an alleged drag racing incident just before their fight, Cormier ended up pulling out with a foot injury. Unsure of how long he'd be out, the UFC booked Ovent St. Preux as the last minute replacement for the interim title, which Jones won by decision. They then tried to unify the titles at UFC 200, but of course, that's when the first failed USADA test came back days before the fight. Also, UFC 200 was the last Fertitta era interim title fight because Jose Aldo and Frankie Edgar, after Conor McGregor was first chasing the lightweight title against Rafael Dos Anjos and ended up getting derailed by Nate Diaz, Aldo ended up winning that interim title fight. Summing it all up so far, in my mind, all 11 of the interim titles that were created up through mid-2016 and subsequent defenses and unifications were all pretty well justified. Perhaps you could split hairs with Jones getting the interim title at UFC 197 only for Cormier to fight again just three months later, but you could also argue that it was unknown just how long Cormier would be out at the time of his injury. Even if you take that away though, that's still a really solid track record of 10 interim title defenses over 15 years for what I would say were all very much legitimate reasons. From here, July 2016 is the WME or Endeavor era as of July 2018 when this is being made. It gets a little odd if you ask me over the next two years. Conor McGregor, of course, would go on to win his second fight with Diaz and then capture his second title just a couple of months later against Eddie Alvarez, UFC's first ever two-weight simultaneous champion for just 14 days though. Connor was stripped on November 26, 2016, and Jose Aldo, after his interim win against Frankie Edgar at 200, was promoted to the undisputed featherweight champion. But oddly that same day, it was announced that Holloway versus Pettis would be moved to the main event after Cormier pulled out of 206 with an injury in his rematch against Anthony Johnson. So pretty good for Holloway and Pettis, but they made it an interim title fight for some reason. And what made that so strange is the newly crowned undisputed champion Aldo wasn't injured or anything. The interim title didn't serve a purpose here, they just made the fight to go along with it being the main event it seemed. Holloway would win before becoming the undisputed champion after beating Aldo in 2017. The next oddity and really series of oddities came out of George St. Pierre's long-awaited return. He would be booked against then-champion Michael Bisbing for the middleweight championship. This was targeted for International Fight Week at UFC 213, but GSP contended that he wasn't prepared to fight by then. So it was arranged for Bisbing to fight Yoel Romero, who had famously called him out at UFC 205. I love you! See you soon! Boy. But suddenly Bisbing had an injury and pulled out of the fight. I don't know about you, but I don't buy that at all. Romero ended up fighting Robert Whitaker for the interim title fight with Bisbing set to face the winner. Despite Whitaker winning, Dana White said he wasn't impressed to give him a title shot and gave it back to GSP for UFC 217 in New York. It didn't end there though as GSP vacated the title just 33 days after winning the belt so Whitaker was named the undisputed champion. He was then booked against Luke Rockhold at UFC 221 in February for their visit to Perth, Australia, but suffered a staph infection. 
so the fight was named an interim title fight again. Whitaker was barely out for half a year when this was made official, but it didn't matter as Yoel Romero stepped in but missed weight. Despite beating Rockhold because he had missed, Yoel wasn't eligible to be champion. So that set up their rematch within a year of their first meeting, and Whitaker won again in a hotly contested split decision. So that's two more strange interim title fights made in the middleweight division, even though Yoel was ineligible with his failed weight cut. Around the same time of this whole middleweight interim fiasco beginning, Conor McGregor had his infamous fight with Floyd Mayweather in a boxing ring. As a result of this, Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee was named the interim title fight for UFC 216 in October 2017. Pretty justified for this interim title fight to take place in my opinion. Would have been more ideal for him to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov, but that fight had just fallen through for the third time, this time with Khabib failing himself out of UFC 209. So all in all, it was the right call for the time, I think. Then that brings us to the most recent one, which was for UFC 225 with Colby Covington competing for an interim title against Rafael Dos Anjos. Colby ends up winning, and the thing out of place with this is that by the time it was announced that they would be fighting for the interim, everyone already knew Tyrone Woodley would be back in the late summer, just two or three months later. And sure enough, that's when Woodley is returning in September at UFC 228. Makes zero sense to book an interim title fight knowing the undisputed champion isn't gone and is already in negotiations to defend his title very, very soon. But then Colby got an injury before the title fight they tried to book with Woodley, so he got stripped, and now Darren Till has stepped up to face Woodley in Colby's place. And believe me, I'm sure tons of the UK folks are really happy to see one of their own in place of him, but it's a strange choice on behalf of the UFC regardless. Of all their unification title fights since WME bought the company, this is perhaps the one that makes the most sense and the most money, apart from if Khabib and Tony didn't fall through for the fourth time at UFC 223. And so there you have it, in the 15 years prior to WME's purchase, there were only 11 interim titles put up for grabs. In just the two years since buying, there have already been five of them. Only one of them seemingly justified with Ferguson versus Lee. And the major question I have is why? The answer might seem obvious at first money, right? Well, not exactly. Here are the pay-per-view buy rate estimates from Dave Meltzer for all of these interim title fight cards. UFC 206, Holloway versus Pettis, 150,000 buys. UFC 213, Romero versus Whitaker, 150,000 buys. UFC 216, Ferguson versus Lee, 200,000 buys. UFC 221, Romero versus Rockhold, 130,000. And UFC 225, Colby versus RDA, 250,000. So when you compare these numbers with the rest of pay-per-view estimates from those two years, nearly all of them are the lowest numbers within that range. Clearly, this strange interim strategy is not making them any more money. Perhaps the only exception here is UFC 225, but that was really an ensemble cast with CM Punk's return and the rematch of Whitaker Romero 2 actually being the headliner. And so then maybe you'll argue, what's the harm in it? Maybe they got a few thousand more buys, which certainly isn't chump change at $65 now for an HD pay-per-view. But the problem is you devalue your own titles more and more every time you do this. It's a popular sentiment to say that titles don't matter these days. I've actually made an entire video about this as well, and I happen to think that they do still matter. But even just in the months since making it, I definitely think it's waned. Aldo versus McGregor, for instance, wouldn't have mattered so much if it wasn't for Aldo's six-year undefeated title streaks 
between his WEC and UFC belts. Connor is obviously the reason for it being so high generally, but everyone was paying to see him win or not against this incredible champion. It's the one anchor anybody can plainly see being worth value. It represents the best in the world. The past two years have done a lot to erode that away. Abusing the word title in front of every card, not caring whether or not it's warranted or not, is desensitizing to the public and to the UFC product. By keeping the prestige of the titles high, they truly mean something, just as it turned fighters like Anderson Silva, who couldn't even speak English by the way, and George St. Pierre, neither of these guys were known for trash talk, into superstars. That can happen again with future talent. The UFC is the best league in the world because of those talents, and it starts by having those champions in place. Either way, it's interesting whether you disagree or agree to look back at this history and see how much it's changed just in the past two years. Thanks for watching, guys. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe and like. We upload at least three videos per week about MMA, and it really helps us out when you do so. If I miss anything on this vid, let me know in the comments, and feel free to follow me on Twitter at JasonTheHeart or follow the official channel account at OnPointMMA. Thanks for watching so much, and I'll catch you on the next video aimed primarily at fight fans who watch MMA or UFC content on a regular basis, but we usually try to cater to those who are interested in the sport but don't necessarily have to know everything a hardcore fan does to enjoy the content. This one is particularly aimed at those people wanting to know a little bit more about the basics of the sport, people that maybe have watched